0: Gulliver's Travels by Jonathan Swift A letter from Captain Gulliver to his cousin Simpson. I hope you will be ready to own publicly whenever you shall be called to it, that by your great and frequent urgency, you prevailed on me to publish a very loose and uncorrect account of my travels, with direction to hire some young gentleman of either university to put them in order. But I do not remember I gave you power to consent that anything should be omitted, and much less that anything should be inserted. In the account of the Academy of Projectors, and several passages of my discourse to my master Huynum, you have either omitted some material circumstance, or minced or changed them in such a manner that I do hardly know mine own work. I do in the next place complain of my own great want of judgment, in being prevailed upon by the entreaties and false reasonings of you and some others, very much against mine own opinion, to suffer my travels to be published.' pray bring to your mind how often i desired you to consider when you insisted on the motive of public good that the yahoos were a species of animals utterly incapable of amendment by precepts or examples and so it hath proved for instead of seeing a full stop put to all abuses and corruptions at least in this little island as i had reason to expect Behold, after above six months' warning, I cannot learn that my book hath produced one single effect according to mine intentions. I desired you would let me know by a letter when party and faction were extinguished, judges learned and upright, pleaders honest and modest with some tincture of common sense, and Smithfield blazing with pyramids of law books. The young nobility's education entirely changed, the physicians banished, the female yahoos abounding in virtue, honour, truth and good sense, courts and levies of great ministers thoroughly weeded and swept, wit, merit and learning rewarded, all disgraces of the press in prose and verse contemned to eat nothing but their own cotton and quench their thirst with their own ink. These and a thousand other reformations I firmly counted upon by your encouragement, as indeed they were plainly deducible from the precepts delivered in my book. I hear some of our sea yahoos find fault with my sea language as not proper in many parts, nor now in use. I cannot help it. In my first voyages, while I was young, I was instructed by the oldest mariners and learned to speak as they did. But I have since found that the sea yahoos are apt, like the land ones, to become new-fangled in their words, which the latter change every year, insomuch as I remember upon each return to mine own country their old dialect was so altered that I could hardly understand the new. And I observe, when any yahoo comes from London, out of curiosity, to visit me at mine own house, we neither of us are able to deliver our conceptions in a manner intelligible to the other." I have other complaints to make upon this vexatious occasion, but I forbear troubling myself or you any further. I must freely confess that since my last return, some corruptions of my yahoo nature have revived in me by conversing with a few of your species, and particularly those of mine own family, by an unavoidable necessity. Else I should never have attempted so absurd a project as that of reforming the yahoo race in this kingdom." But I have now done with all such visionary schemes forever. April the 2nd, 1727.